we're getting used to this song this season, aren't we, Browns fans? Win number eight, victory Monday on the Doghouse. Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjancic on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. Yeah! Eight wins solidifying for just the first time since 2007, a season that will not have a losing record. Woo, Matt, I don't care how that looked. If it was 2 nothing, 50 nothing, doesn't matter. You got out with a win. I'll take it. Let's go. How are you doing on this Victory Monday? Uh, well, man, it's good to get a win. Mm. Uh, it doesn't have to be pretty all the time. It just has to be you having more points at the end of the game, and the Browns continue to find a way to make that happen. You got to tip your cap to them. It wasn't pretty, but they still finished the job, and ultimately that's what you're paid to do. Well, and look at all the pieces they were missing. I think I think people kind of forget this. First of all, uh, like like Browns fans, like remember one and thirty-one. Remember zero and sixteen. Let's not be picky. With the victories, we take them, we accept them. I heard a great phrase this morning where it was like, it's like you're in the desert and you're without water. You're almost dead. Someone gives you water. And you're like, ah, can I have a seltzer instead? If you don't mind, you know, I, I'd like to, but not take the water, drink the water, drink it, take it, enjoy it. Okay. You're not dead. That's what it feels like. Take the win. doesn't matter, man. So what? Mike Glennon looked good. Oh, well, they lost. You're eight and three. Take it, get the heck out of Florida, and get back, get back, and get ready for the next one. These are the games that the one in thirty-one Browns would lose by fifteen points or yep. more. Hundred percent. And and our expectations changed that they would be better, you know, last year, and they weren't. And then expectations changed again that maybe Kevin Stavansky could be the one that would make us better, and. He has. The record is, you know, can't be touched right now compared to pretty much anybody hmm. who has been this team's head coach since they came back, except for Mike Pettin had a really good first year or started with a really good first year and then kind of fizzled after that. Yeah. Um, but they they keep winning, and that's the important thing. Look, it doesn't it doesn't need to be the sexy win. You don't need style points in the NFL. The records take care of itself. Style points in college, yeah, that's different. When you're you trying to impress the selection committee, that's different. But when you are in the NFL, there's no bonus points that help kick you over the top to get you into the playoffs. There's none of that. There's no impressing a committee. It's straight record who's the best team. And right now, the Browns are one of the five best teams in the AFC. Wow. The top wild card spot. Absolutely. And the thing is, too, folks, remember, Browns were without Miles Garrett. They were without Denzel Ward. So right there, you're without your two top defenders. Then on the first play, your best safety, Ronnie Harrison, goes down with a shoulder injury. We'll wait to see what the MRI reveals from that. Hopefully nothing long-term because, man, you're super thin. And, and Matt, on a day when Andrew, by God, Sandejo made a couple plays. <laughs> You know what? Maybe it's that type of year. Sandejo saved the day. His first, you know, I, I, I found out those were his first two recorded pass breakups of the year for Sandejo. Came through and accounted. Yeah, he did. He knocked a pass away from a tight end that I could have used another touchdown from. But, uh, 
you know, other than that, you know, he had a great game and it was uh, about time because he was the old, I think he's as memory, if memory serves me right, he's the only healthy guy that they've had the entire year in the secondary. (laughs) Yep. And for him to step up and finally make plays, uh, that's a good sign. That's a, a good sign for this team that maybe the light bulb started to go off. Exactly. And for Matt, we see all the time, good teams, great teams have guys step up, right? We saw that. I thought Malcolm Smith had a nice game too, uh, filling at the, the linebacker spot as well. And it doesn't matter how it looks, man. Like Baker Mayfield, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Did he miss a couple wide open guys again? Yes. He admitted that after. Does that need to be corrected? Yes. Uh, Coach Stefanski said it was he was okay. That's great, man. Listen, you got the win. You know there's something to improve on. You have something to work towards. So these guys aren't going to be going into the Titans game with fat heads. They know they have to get better. That's fine. So what? You know, you got it, Jarvis Landry. Happy birthday, Jarvis. A touchdown, 143 yards. You did what you had to do. You got out. And Matt, once again, Nick Chubb, like, come on, man. This guy's playing Madden on easy with it with everybody else. Ridiculous. So good. Nick Chubb does what Nick Chubb does, and that's make plays when it counts. This guy had 40 yards at halftime, 40 rushing yards at halftime on just eight carries. So it's still a very good average, 5.0. He finished the game averaging 7.6 <laughs> yards per carry. Oh. <laughs> At 19 carries, 144 yards, one touchdown. Ridiculous. Three 100-yard games in a row since coming back from his brain knee ligament. Wow. Like, dude is just next-level talented and should be on the very, very, very short list of Browns who are going to be getting a contract extension this offseason. Oh, yeah. You you pay the man. This is a situation where you don't do the usual. Ah, you get a running back in the third round, you plug and play. I, I subscribe to that generally, sure. Nick Chubb's special. He's different. And you got Kareem Hunt still under contract for two more years after this, right? Right. So when you get a – it's one thing if you have just a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have, like, a top five guy. You don't let those guys walk away. No. The Cowboys didn't with Zeke. The Saints aren't going to with Alvin Kamara. You know, those guys don't walk. They don't hit free. Christian McCaffrey ain't going anywhere. As long as the Carolina Panthers have anything to say about it. You know, Nick Chubb is is right there among the elites of the elite, in my opinion. And he deserves the the payday that he's going to get. He deserves every single cent of it. Just a selfless guy. Uh, Kareem Hunt then popping into just aggressive runners. And and it's a, a case, Matt, where, look, now granted, if the Browns played how they did yeah, uh, on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans this week, it's going to be a very ugly day and there will be no Victory Monday show. But you have another week to hopefully get Miles Garrett back and healthy, get other people healthy a little bit and, and ramped up and get figured out. And I would expect that this is going to be just a heavyweight slugfest on the ground between two of the best backs in the NFL with Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. We'll get more to that on Saturday's show. But, Matt, it, it's, it doesn't seem like if it's, if it's me and Kevin Stefanski, it doesn't seem too complicated. You work the run as much as possible, and you hope Baker Mayfield can sprinkle in the odd clutch chain-moving pass to Landry, Hooper, Higgins, whoever, uh, and go from there. Sounds like a plan to me. Right. Uh, it's a, right? The, the less you give the ball back to the Titans and have to defend against Derrick Henry, the mm. better. 
uh, last time you faced him, uh, opener last mm-hmm. season, didn't work out so great for you. Uh, you might want to avoid that this time around. And, uh, yeah, the best way to do that is running the ball effectively, mixing in the pass when you can, and trying to move the ball down the, down the field. It's going to be two teams with pretty much identical game plans. So, again, we'll get that into that more on Saturday's show. But for this one, Matt, when we look at um, the Browns overall, you look on, on defense, truly the bend-not-break type of format, uh, missed field goal. Just for, like, Doug Marone. Okay, the Jaguars fired the GM after their game. But Doug Marone is, I think, has just proved he is a dinosaur type of head coach. Just ridiculous decision-making. If you go you go for two two-point conversions, you miss the first one, then you have to go for the second one. The play calling was bad. If you're the Jags and you get a top-two pick of either Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, you got to fire that dude and get some young uh, coaching with fresh ideas. Like You can't have Doug Marone and his, his dinosaur trotting away with a new quarterback like that. Come on. They best not go the way of the Texans and then give a subpar head coach more power before they fire him mid-year next year. Learn from the mistakes of the Texans. Yeah. Okay. They they made a decision to give a less-than-stellar head coach even more power. All he did was decimate your roster with trades and essentially made you irrelevant. And you don't want to follow that path if you're Jacksonville. You you have some guys that can make plays. You don't have enough guys, but you have some. You've already had the roster decimated with trades over the last couple of off season, a couple of seasons. You don't want it to get worse, and you don't want to bring in a quarterback in the draft with a high pick and then do what the Bengals did: completely ignore the offensive line press a rookie quarterback into service, and then get him hurt severely in his first year. You want to avoid those two scenarios, the Cincinnati and the Houston scenarios, if you're Jacksonville. And getting rid of Doug Marone might be a good place to start because he has that, and it sounds more insulting than it's meant to be, but it's still an insult. He has that meathead mentality. Yeah. <laughs> and really that gets that. that gets football teams in trouble. Oh yeah. You don't go for two points that early in the game. I, I just it, it made team. no sense because then you're doing the math and you're like, Well hell, if you didn't go for two there and you would have just kicked the damn extra point and you would have sent the game to overtime. Yeah. Potentially had a chance to win. Get your second win of the year. You screwed up. Yep. And Matt, there's a reason why teams are one in ten. We've been those teams. We've been those teams. We've seen yep. those type of dumb decisions. Yes, we have. Now we're past that, which is so, so good. Um, quick before we get to our game balls, uh, Denver Broncos. I know we were chatting before we went on. We said let's save it for the show. Um, the NFL has got to figure this out. Either commit one way or another. You're letting teams play. You're delaying whatever. But that game where you had poor Kendall Hinton, who Matt. Was uh, what I found out. I knew he was on the practice squad and a wide receiver. Apparently, he was in a sales job two months ago. So imagine if you're in that 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 company that he was working for. You turn on the TV, you're like, "Hey, is that Kendall from sales?" Kendall Hinton was selling stuff, 
and then was on the practice squad as a wide receiver. Like, didn't you play quarterback a bit in, at, at, at Wake Forest? He's like, yeah. It's like, you're in, kid. And the poor guy just gets slammed. It was a joke. The league should be embarrassed. Yet you have the Baltimore Ravens, those dirty rat birds trotting all around. And now there's, as we're recording this, they're delaying leaving for Pittsburgh. You get your butts to Steeltown, to that Stinkville too, and you get your you get your comeuppance. You get beat down and you get squashed like you deserve. The NFL has shown inconsistencies, we'll say, in how they meet out punishment and rescheduling and whatnot for positive COVID tests. The Raiders have gotten slammed with over $650,000 in fines. And yet the Titans got basically nothing, got rescheduled all over the place, had to reschedule two teams by weeks because of it, the Ravens and the Steelers. You know, still had to play a Tuesday night game, I believe, to to get back to being on schedule. And again, uh, relatively unscathed. The 49ers had massive roster issues, and they were forced to play the Packers. Sure were. Then the Denver Broncos did not have a healthy quarterback, and they had to play the Saints. So essentially, the AFC playoff picture has been – thrown a lot of curveballs and a lot of top teams have been forced to reschedule their games because of the Titans meathead mentality that Mike Brable has. And yet the NFC picture has been allowed to pretty much coast. And you've essentially given both the Packers and the saints a free game, a free win. Yeah. Like it, free, it free. makes absolutely no sense. It, 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 Cheapens the meaning of being a top seed in the opinion. And it's just, it's not right. There has to be a set rule. If you're not willing to drop the hammer when you have the chance, you know, on a good team, you basically given all the good teams carte blanche to, to screw around. Yeah. But the Raiders who are a middle of the pack team that have a history of pissing off the NFL management and, the Broncos who are out of the playoff picture. No, you guys have to play. You squash them. Everybody else, no, we're going to treat everybody else with kick gloves. That's not fair. That's no. not right. No. And the NFL should be embarrassed about what they had yesterday. Just a, for a game where a team had more interceptions than completions. Wow. That hasn't happened since 1998. Wow. Gross. It's gross. You, you, Some of the guys right. who were playing – some of the guys who were playing yesterday weren't born yet the last time that happened. Oh Just put gosh. that in perspective. Oh, my God. Who was the team? Do you remember? I, I didn't hear that. Did they say I or? believe they said it was the Chargers. The Browns weren't back yet, so at least it wasn't us. Thank yeah, Thank the, 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 I guess there's a silver lining there, but the, just that definitely would have been the, one we the had. The NFL could have done themselves such a favor by dropping the hammer on the Titans. Yep, and just be like, "Hey, you can't feel the competitive team. You're done. You're part for the week. You forfeit." Well, and then everybody's bitching, you know, complaining that, "Oh, well, players might not get paid for the other the other team. Players might not get paid." Yeah, that's the part that sucks. And the NFL should have done something about that and said, you know what? We're going to find the Titans, whatever the weekly payroll is for the Bills, for having to, for them to forfeit. And we're going to give the Bills players what they deserve, their money. Now, that's interesting. 
That's an interesting take on That would have cleared up this mess a very long time ago, and you likely would not have idiots in Baltimore's, you know, strength and conditioning program, you know, openly flaunting the fact that they're not wearing masks and not giving a crap about other people's health and safety. Just got to shame that fool for sure. Uh, oh, Matt, or go the other way. Just show consistency. Say, okay, you're not forfeiting. You're playing. Oh, but we don't have this guy. We gave you expanded right. practice rosters, so you're going to play, and you're going to lose you very did. badly. Yeah. You're going to lose bad, and and that's just the way it is because you were stupid. Denver was stupid with how their quarterbacks hung out without masks on. Okay? They paid the price, but at least make it the same all across. That's all anybody wants. And not give favoritism to those idiots over right. in Baltimore. I, Matt, I just hope to. I just hope. Just destroy them. I want embarrassing. I want Harbaugh to have this stupid whiny <laughs> complaint. Shut up. I hope Pittsburgh takes it. They, they just dance all over that stupid logo. Oh, I guess they're in Pittsburgh, but you know what I mean. Whatever. Just beat them. <laughs> yep. Uh, I tell you, if they can't suit up by Tuesday and the NFL gives them a week 18 to make up that game, oh. if I were Pittsburgh, I'd be real pissed off because you 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 got to buy in terms of not having to play a game, mm-hmm. but you didn't get a buy because you had to prepare, you had to stop your preparations, then you had to start up again, then you had to stop, yep. then you had to start up again. And then by that point, it's drug into Tuesday, which is, you know, into the next week's preparation. Mm-hmm. So you're already shorthanded on that one. It's just, it's embarrassing. What the, it, I never thought I'd see the day where the NFL em, embarrassed and made things difficult on the Steelers quite like they have over the last two weeks. Well, Matt, also... That has been the stalwart franchise and the, one of the only teams that has openly supported Roger Goodell on many occasions. Yeah. But, Matt, also, too, so, okay, so the, let, let's say this Tuesday game gets played. Fingers crossed. Get it done. Ravens got their Cowboys game that was supposed to be Thursday. Also, again, benefiting them, moved to Monday. The Steelers right now are still scheduled Sunday. Do they get hosed again and have to play early? That's a triple yeah, screw they job. they kind of do. That's I mean, if you look at job. it, they, they do get hosed on it. And, wow. they, again, it all comes back to the fact that the NFL had the chance to fix this problem right oh, away. Boy. And they chose to selectively enforce their punishments. Oh. And that's a joke. That's a joke. And that's why the league has had to schedule, reschedule, mm-hmm. and triple reschedule games because they don't want to drop the hammer, but they know that they need to. That's ridiculous. Wow. Well, we'll, we'll wait and see. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at AndyMC81 at Matt Fleurjancic and uh, of course your you know, typical insiders to make sure you find out about that Ravens game. Now some news coming out uh, about the Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski speaking a few minutes ago. This is coming from our friend Tony Grossi from ESPN Cleveland. Uh, coach Stefanski saying Ronnie Harrison's shoulder injury still going undergoing testing. He's having an MRI so we don't know his status. Denzel Ward unlikely to play this week which is a bit sooner than I thought he would be playing anyway so good it looks good at least that you know it was a, at least an, a a a possibility um Sheldrick Redwine day-to-day Andy Janovich cleared for Wednesday and Miles Garrett on schedule to be cleared for Wednesday so you need those guys back for sure and that would be a nice little boost for those that Titans game yes it would be yeah, yeah. get healthier at this time of year you know that's that's key. That's that it. that will go a long way in helping this team 
get to hopefully, you know, where we all want to go, and that's the postseason. Absolutely. Okay, Matt, let's get these game balls and get on out of here on a victory Monday, man. Who gets your game ball? Happy birthday, Jarvis. I'm giving you the game ball on that one. I think Jarvis had a whale of a ball game, and, you know, he's had a a really interesting season, not a lot to show for in terms of productivity, really not through his own fault, just some injuries, some bad weather games or running game, running the ball was most important and, and, you know, most sensical to try and get a win. Uh, but Jarvis stuck with it. And when he got up from catching that diving touchdown pass and he spiked the ball into the ground, you could tell that that was some frustration that's 12 weeks <laughs> in the making for that young man. Yep. He, he wanted to let loose uh, some anger and frustration and hopefully this is a sign that things are trending in the right direction for him and that he's going to have more opportunities to make plays because when he does, Jarvis Landry is one of the best at delivering in the clutch. No doubt. Uh, definitely not going to disagree with that. I could give it to Nick Chubb every week because he's amazing. I'm going to give it to a guy no. who uh, most likely, Matt, well, we won't be mentioning too much positive about him the rest of the year. Good. Hey, Sandejo, number 23, Andrew Sandejo. Good. <sighs> Let's get you know what one tackle only recorded on the stat sheet, but two key breakups in uh, the end zone on the tight end, and then intercepted that two point the second two point conversion uh, as well. So Sandeo, you weren't a liability. You made two key plays. Get your game ball, sign it, frame it, put it up. I don't think you'll be getting too many more, but you got one. So good on you. I'll give mine to Sandejo. Good thing I was sitting down. I'd have never believed it. Right. That's like you giving Cody Parkey a game ball. Boy, Cody. Hey, <laughs> never hey, thought I'd see it in my life. Weekly, weekly <laughs> Cody shout out. Two for two on the field goals, three for three on extra points. You know? Good on you, Cody. Keep going. Keep it up. Making a believer out of me. Little little baby steps. Baby steps. I'm. Uh, I've, we've been hurt before, Matt. We're going to take baby steps. So there you go. Um, Browns winners and... <laughs> Improved to eight and three, the number five seed top wild card spot heading to Tennessee. We will be back with you on Saturday to tee up that week 13, lucky week 13 matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Good stuff, Matt. Happy victory Monday. Enjoy the rest of your day. Sounds good, Andy. You as well. All right. So for Matt Floor Jancic on Twitter, at Matt Floor Jancic, myself at AndyMC81, you've been listening to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature.